Ladies, gentlemen, Thermians, and fellow Questerians, welcome to the only podcast celebrating the 1999 epic space adventure comedy, Galaxy Quest. I'm RJ. I'm Alex. And I'm Austin. And we're three grown-ass men just talking about Galaxy Quest. You're listening to By Grabthar's Hammer, What a Podcast. Punch it! Drop it! Never give up! Never surrender! By Grabthar's Hammer. What a podcast. Hachi chachi. Well, guys, we just watched Galaxy Quest. We just did it. I'm exhilarated. We're fresh off of a watch. No, typically. Feeling good. Typically, we watch the movie during a recording of the podcast. We're not doing that this time. We just sat down for a viewing with a couple of first time Galaxy Questarians, and we're going to get to them in just a little bit. But in the meantime, it's been a while since we've all sat down together and just really dove in and focused on this movie. Guys, did we notice anything new? Something that we hadn't seen before? Any observations? Surprisingly, after 99 viewings, I still found new things out of it. At this point, after watching it, it's a lot of like background things I noticed. Motions, faces, the people doing the backgrounds of scenes that I've never noticed before that are also hilarious. You got any specifics? Mainly the big one was way more overdubs than I noticed previously. We've talked about in previous podcasts about uh, the fact that they originally actually had a rated R film and then they ended up overdubbing things to make a theatrical PG-13 viewing. One of the opening scenes is Tommy Weber's character says, clearly says, shit. But they overdubbed it to, I think, stuff. Yeah. I forgot yeah, the line, like, what is something? Bunch they're all, of shit they're all yelling at Jason before yeah. the convention. But it's appearance. surprisingly obvious, and I was actually surprised I didn't notice it before. So. Well, as you pointed out, and this is also for our uh, guests, and for those that are listening that, you know, aren't quite as aware with the backstory, the one of the writers, David Howard, I was just reading an IGN interview with him. He said that originally the script, and we've talked about this before, was a little more hip and edgy. And it hued an R rating. Because it's hip to cuss. It is hip to cuss. And you can definitely see those those overdubs. (laughs) The biggest one I noticed was in the chomper scene. That's the big one. That's that's the the, big one. Yeah, we've discussed that one before. When, When clearly Sigourney Weaver says... Well, fuck that. Fuck that, but it says, I think, screw, screw that, that, but yeah. it's clearly she's saying that, dropping an F-bomb. Well, screw that! How are we supposed to get through this? And then uh, they proceed through the chompers, and Tim Allen, overdub, you hear his voice saying, go, 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 but his mouth is not moving. Oh, I actually didn't know, oh, so that's not even that correcting. It was not, it was a just, terrible They're overdub. just trying to move along. Like it was a foreign language overdub. Little, yeah, and quality. I did notice this time, I always notice it when the in the background when the two guys are explaining how lame and dweebs they uh, they are at the convention. This is the first time I noticed that the two guys that are supposed to be talking about Tim Allen's character, their mouths are not moving when they mm-hmm. walk into the bathroom, and the dialogue's already started, and then it's also just noticeable how awful the overdub is. That's right is off the bat. Character. That's one of the first scenes of the film. Yeah, like clearly they re-recorded that to like get a real, get this movie started, get the dialogue moving. I did it's like the end, of the, the end of their dialogue when you they're like focused on Tim Allen He's dealing with like, oh man, maybe this is all bullshit. They're talking about, all right, we got to go now that we're both done peeing at the same time (laughs) because we just chatted the whole time. To go see the Galaxy Quest dancers. Yeah, I noticed that too. That's hilarious. Yeah, and they're also I have a problem with those two. They're at a convention. They paid to get into that convention (laughs) just to make fun of everybody. I don't buy it, guys. I don't buy it. They're definitely diehard fans that just don't want to admit it to each other. Kind of a machismo thing, kind of a macho attitude that they just don't want to admit to each other that they probably love each other and they love Galaxy Quest. (laughs) (laughs) What a freak! 
freak show, man. Oh, this is hilarious. Bunch of losers begging for autographs at 15 bucks a pop. These guys haven't had a real acting job for 20 years. This is all they've got. One big point that I wanted to bring up, and we talked about it in our previous episode, and it was a bold claim, but we said after the last viewing that Tim Allen was basically responsible for the genocide of the entire Thermian race. Yeah, he killed all the termites. After this viewing, it's a little more ambiguous than I thought. We thought that they directly said that because of Tim Allen, Toolman's attacking attacking Ceres, Ceres went around and destroyed the entire Thermian home planet. I don't think that was ever, like, definitively stated in the movie. It sounded like the Thermians may have already lost their home planet before the movie even started. I think so. So we were a little yeah. hard on Toolman in the last episode. <laughs> well, he made some mistakes. <laughs> he well, he clearly made, made some, some mistakes. mistakes, but he didn't cause yeah, I don't a think, genocide. No, no. There, I think when they, already happened. when they show the starport that's attached to, like, that chunk of a planet, yeah, I think that, was, I think that the was their home planet, Ooh. and all they have left is the starport and the crew and, mm-hmm. like, a small... So it was already destroyed before Tim Allen was even on the scene. Yeah, and then when everyone leaves on the ship, they have a crew of hundreds, Mm -hmm. like on the ship. That's everybody. They just all left the the starport. Okay, that's that. That makes a little more sense. So Tim Allen not guilty of genocide. (laughs) Not this time. Not this time. Uh, I had a couple tiny ones in the dinner scene when they first get on the ship. Everybody and they're like, "Oh, we made you what your 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 planet is race." And they focus a lot on the bugs and the steak and how guys just eating plain spaghetti and getting hammered (laughs) on whatever that blue stuff is. I love that. Yeah. There's a scene where he's like, "Fill it up, fill it up." Just pointing to the cup, more, more. And then his his mouth's actually blue too. Quick observation: the blue stuff that guy was drinking, that guy Fliegman was drinking at the dinner scene, is very similar to the blue substance that comes out of the gun when the gun is destroyed at the end of the movie. Oh, interesting. I don't so I don't know if maybe no. There, man. I well, thought you, you know, were going to say the, the blue milk running. in Star Wars A New Hope. <laughs> yeah. no, no, the way I was thinking of it was maybe the Thermian race, like their blue entire milk. existence is based on some sort of energy fluid. It's like a sustenance for them and also powers all their energy weapon. Yeah, they, man, could be connections that might not be there. Just but energy goo it. and beryllium <laughs> spheres. It, yes. In that scene where they're eating, you just see one quick shot of Tony Shalhoub, Fred Kwan, using chopsticks. Because Fred Kwan... Oh, yeah was just some normal dude portraying an Asian character in the originally Galaxy Quest. And he says the which line. Which is super racist. And he also throws in the line, they say, no, your name's whatever, Chin. And he goes, actually, it's not even it's my not real It's not even name. my real last yeah. name. Yeah. So they definitely got him some noodles, and he had some chopsticks. I thought that was a very interesting detail they never talk about. I've got one final one, and I think this one qualifies as maybe a plot hole. So <laughs> we're going to use this... Do a little error segment? This is a a today's error segment of where the error lies in that. Let's go. So we were wondering just where the error lies in that. Well, this is a perfect movie. Everything perfect has flaws. I don't want to nitpick, but there are a couple holes that jumped out at me uh, upon this viewing. The ship is run and powered by a beryllium sphere. And in one crucial scene, the beryllium sphere is damaged in the ship after it goes through the minefield trying to escape from Ceres. Conveniently, there is a planet nearby that has beryllium spheres. Well, I mean, nearby. They're in a spaceship. It they're could in a spaceship. Very it could have been, yeah. been close. Either way, it, do- it doesn't take them long on screen to get to this ship that has extra beryllium spheres conveniently, conveniently just located on the planet. Now, the entirety of the Thermian civilization and the ship that they built that was based off of the TV show was only from the TV show. What are the odds that the TV show on planet Earth powered their ship on a beryllium sphere, and in real life, there happened to be... Out in the galaxy. 
a planet that has beryllium spheres, which were created for the fictional TV show. You know, I, I'm, I don't want to poke holes in this movie. I don't <laughs> want to see its flaws. But this was one that jumped out at me today because it's a key moment in the film when all of a yeah. sudden they, they mm-hmm. embark to a planet that's got beryllium spheres just floating around that shouldn't exist. Here's what it's I'm thinking. moments like this, though, when you bring up something so small and insignificant that it's like we are the character. It's like I would be Tim Allen's character saying, dude, it's a fucking movie, man. Like, chill. But I love it. I like where your head's at. You're reading way too much into okay. it. I I have, possibly, here's my two things. This podcast is dedicated entirely <laughs> into reading too much into this That's movie. That's true. No, we've already... I have one explanation that has its own flaw. Everything's going through translators for the Thermians. Yes. So a beryllium sphere could have been something completely different. But the way they're saying they it is call like it the that? thing that powers the ship. Mm-hmm. The flaw in that is that they look identical. It's they designed in the show exactly the same and way. in the ship. Listeners, if you have an idea of how this could be resolved, it's, it's something that's on my mind, feel free to write in and let us know what you think. You know, and that's I think we I could really delve into this in a, in a future episode, but today we've got some guests that we should get to. Some first-time <laughs> viewers of this film, Galaxy Quest. Austin, RJ, you have some introduction for our guest today. Our first guest is PJ Thompson. He is the accounting manager of North American Operations at ThoughtWorks. But he actually doesn't start that job until next Monday, so he's just been drinking with us all week. Sitting next to PJ is a good friend of mine from childhood. His name is Dennis Arkestein. Dennis is currently enjoying a self-appointed retirement while living in Chicago. He also just moved in with Austin and Alex. He's our So roommate. he's another roommate. We got Dennis down the stairs with a can of beer and movie watching. It didn't take a whole lot. I'm just jazzed about being on the show, man. Welcome, guys. Welcome. Guys, thanks for having us here So today. pleased to be here. So pleased. Pretty stoked to talk, especially friends that we know that have never seen it, because then it gives us a reason to watch it again. And we've been watching it for so long and talking about it that we're interested to see. Uh, yeah, it's fun to get first-time perspectives. Oh, man, they're already tangled Jesus up. Jesus Christ, look at this. There are so many cords. <laughs> yeah, to be it. fair, it's, it's a spider web of cables all over this table right it looks here. looks like a, the Thermian undercarriage it over does. here. I, I must say that I am so jealous of you guys having this first time experience i i had this in 1999 and you're having it in 2015 i don't even i can't even remember what, what the feeling was 16 years ago that's incredible so that actually brings me to my first question for Ooh. you guys first bat first viewing does this movie seem dated to you and i want you to be honest like if you you just watch that if i were to tell you hey this new movie just came out would you believe me? <laughs> Be or honest. You, uh, like, does no. it hold up? Even though you've never seen it, does it hold up to you? Okay. You only wildly hurt our feelings if it's negative. Acting-wise, I think it's definitely, it could be like a modern film. A lot of modern movies do not have the best acting right now. <laughs> it's true. It's That's really true. true. I just saw San Andreas. Definitely so I think true. these <laughs> actors are, they kind of, they killed it. And um, visually, though, I mean, you know, there's some mm-hmm. effects that are kind of dated, mm-hmm. yeah. but... Yeah, feel, some of the uh, digital graphics, I think, would give it away. Sure, sure, sure. Um, now, keep yeah, in like mind, though, the, this uh, came out the same year as Star Wars The Phantom Menace. And looking uh, back on that, yeah, here's the here's the surprising thing. Star Wars Phantom Menace had a significantly larger budget than Galaxy Quest. <laughs> and I would say the, uh, the effects are very similar, almost. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely all the navigation systems are almost identical, <laughs> I would say. But also same year as The Matrix, which looks way better. Oh, yeah, Matrix, yeah. definitely superior. Yeah. But, but it, I guess, okay, more than holding up, did you enjoy it as a 1999 film, seeing it in 2015? I mean, oh, no, you, you can, can say no. You can say no. <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. It's just, you know, 
Oh man, I love. It. I don't know if it's my favorite movie that I've ever seen in my life, but okay. I mean, it's a good yeah. film. I feel like your eyes are just questioning all of our free time motives of <laughs> making this podcast. Yeah, I, the thing I liked about it was it was kind of a, a little bit. I don't know, aware of itself. Mm-hmm. Yes, and in that way, I feel it was a little bit ahead of its time. Mm-hmm. So I really enjoyed that. I really liked at the end of the movie when you had the characters in the movie and then it said like the character that they were playing in the real movie, mm-hmm. like it would introduce that had like the little title yeah, yeah. scene. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that. But it also confused me because I was thinking of the real actors and actresses. Yeah. So and, it was almost too. Yeah. It was, it was a the, movie within a movie within. Yeah, a movie. it was too. Uh, yeah. I don't know, meta for me. And the, <laughs> and the and then when to hear you guys reference all the character names, it still kind of sounds like when you first started watching Game of Thrones. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's <laughs> we've done a lot You're of like, work. Well, Doctor Alex Targaryen. Yeah. <laughs> no, was, There's a lot yeah. of flashcards we had to pl- use with each other before yeah, we could start it, this. It, you it have to memorize yeah. three names for to, each character. That's very true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was very confusing. Overall, though, thoughts on the film. Take your time. It's a good movie. It's a good spoof, you know? It's a good spoof mm-hmm. on, like, the old science fiction, like, television shows. And they did a good job. Yeah. What show in particular, Dennis? I don't know. It's uh, <laughs> it's something in space where with stars Miami, and... Miami Vice? Trekking. Uh, so Dennis trekking is a... Stars, Dennis, yeah. like, uh, we've talked before how I really enjoy Star Trek. But the reason that I'm so into Star Trek is because Dennis was way more into Star Trek and got me hooked on re-watching everything. So Dennis is a big Trekkie. Did that help or hinder you watching this movie? It hindered for sure. Yeah? Because mm. the whole time, the whole time, because I mean, I, I never saw the movie, but I knew that it was a spoof on Star Trek. Mm-hmm. I mean, kind of, right? Is that yeah, kind of... Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's all it is. Original series yeah. Star Trek. Yeah, absolutely. So the whole that's time, the whole I'm in my head trying to make comparisons. Just, mm-hmm. I, I couldn't help it. I was just trying yeah, yeah. to, like, okay, that's Kirk. This is, like, your Spock kind uh, of logical mm-hmm. character. Uh-huh. They didn't have a doctor, which was weird, but... You know, I'm sure. Well, that's, I think well, they did like was doc- the doctor. Spock was a science officer. Yeah. They kind of combined. <laughs> I think they did a great job. Oh, of he was the doctor in the movie. Star Trek and Star Trek Next Gen. Yeah. So Doctor Lazarus was oh, kind of Spock and Doctor yeah. Crusher. But he doesn't yeah. have to be a medical doctor. He no, he never. Yeah, doctor. It's a good case study because I've I never have watched Star Trek and I've, yeah. I've, I've, I was you know I have yeah. nothing against it of course. Dennis is what are you trying to say? Side eye. He's too nerdy for it. Fucking psycho. But yeah, no, I and but I under, uh, again, I understood the parallel. You know, the I was like, oh, there's yeah. a Spock and there's a Kirk, and mm-hmm. you know. Well, that was like me and Alex. We were not big Star Trek guys, but we still knew the references. We got the references, but yeah. that's to us what hold makes this movie hold up is that you don't actually have to know mm-hmm. specifics about Star Trek to get the to get the joke. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But did you not, Dennis? Did you not find it more entertaining knowing the connections? Because like I feel like because there's a lot of in jokes. Like we've to talked me, about yeah, I feel like you would have had a more sort of more enjoyable time going like, ah, that's a reference to this yeah i mean it made it better probably that i've seen a lot of star trek and i thought it was kind of funny like you know like the egotistical like william shatner as tim allen (laughs) yeah and how he like goes to conventions and yeah he flipped out and that's something that william shatner has done before in real life where he would like Mm -hmm. flip out on these like fans yeah Yeah. because he's like it's just a show and we talked about that a little before but that's definitely like what makes this movie so good is that it's just a huge spoof but it's also its own nice little story it creates its own story and i know what you guys are saying about how ironically all of these things in the real space universe were pulled from the fake show, which mm-hmm. is how does that happen? But yeah. that's mm. it's a movie. It's a movie. <laughs> it's a movie. Anytime you get depressed watching this movie, you're like, that never that's, that doesn't work. It's just, it's just it's a movie. It all mm-hmm. kind of fell into place out there. You know? They yeah. just they pretend to entertain. 
Oh, like they said in the movie. They said that in the movie. PJ was watching the movie. (laughs) I didn't even get that. Yeah. Did you guys have, like, before you saw it, because we've been talking about it for a while, did you have any, like, idea of what the movie would be before watching it? Like, were you expecting it? I kind of figured it'd be exactly like what it was. Okay. Like, 100%. This is exactly what I thought it would be Mm -hmm. like. Yeah, and and for me, it was, uh, I don't don't know what the movie was, but I think I said beforehand, it was definitely like an embedded preview in a movie that I watched a lot as a kid, back when you had VHS and the previews Mm-hmm. We're always the same, and you always watched them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Galaxy Quest. We'll have to figure that out. Which one was the preview yeah. for that uh, most kids have probably seen? So oh, yeah. I, yeah, I had an idea. Cool. I, I like that mid '90s, late '90s. I remember memorizing the preview order on our VHS tapes, mm-hmm. and knowing exactly yeah. what previews. And were you'd never come skip next. them. No, yeah. you wouldn't skip no. them. Wait. Hell no. no. Right. I don't think that was like. Well, it was invented, but fast forward was always like it was on the TV, so you had to go all the way up yeah. to it. So it wasn't worth it. PJ, any uh, moments of the film that stuck out on you in particular? I mean, there were so many people in that movie that <laughs> I kept thinking of, like you guys seeing them in other stuff later on and getting all happy, like mm-hmm. like Dwight Schrute being yeah. in the movie. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. Rain like, Wilson. You had to be, yeah, exactly. Wait, who guys, is he? he? He was like the third guy in the limo. He's one of the third. He's in the limo. Yeah. Oh, an extra. he only has like one line. I he think just asked him if he needs anything. Yeah, and he gets he's him, gives him, gets the, him coke. the coke. Yeah, oh. right. He's a real young looking Dwight Schrute. Justin Long, that was another one. But uh-huh. I didn't know Alan Rickman was in the movie, yeah. and that was and just a tremendous it. surprise. <laughs> Plus the surprise, it. I just, I really love him. Um, so that was great. Um, I did notice the same. I actually had the same note with the plot hole that Alex just brought up on my <laughs> first, first viewing. <laughs> I was like, "It took well, me." How 19- could there be a beryllium sphere in real life if that's like a? It took Alex yeah. a year and a half of no, watching it this took movie me, every week. No, since 1999, <laughs> it took me 19 views, I think, <laughs> to catch that. You got it on the first one. Uh, yeah, but I mean. I'm sure there's a lot of other stuff uh, I could unpack here, but um, overall, yeah, I, I thought it was. I did also notice the bad dubbing on the chomper scene. Yeah, that's that was another one. That's a big one. That's yeah, so noticeable. Um, but I love besides the, that, the laziness of that. Yeah, it's like, oh, I thought fuck it, it was good. There wasn't a lot of. I was expecting it to be a little hokier, like a little yeah. bit actually bad, bad, and mm-hmm. not funny bad. Yeah. But mm-hmm. it was. Uh, it's surprisingly it was, like good. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> like there wasn't a lot of bad in general. I, after I after as much hype and the fact that we have a podcast behind it and you knew this already was it better than you thought were you like oh i get it like that was that was actually better than i thought it was gonna be or was it It was a smart spoof yeah Mm -hmm. it was a smarter Mm -hmm. movie than i thought too i could see why you would kind of why you would do a whole podcast (laughs) kind of dedicated to it yeah yeah maybe if i watch watching this movie again (laughs) i don't know about what you're doing but I enjoyed myself. Dennis, you say it's a smart spoof. Would you say it was, was it mean-spirited at all towards Star Trek? Or did you think it was kind of respectful of the the fans? Like, was it more of an homage to Star Trek fandom? I don't know if it was, it wasn't really offensive unless you really believe it's real, maybe. It might be offensive for the Star Trek guys. And most of the interviews and the quotes that I've read from people who've been on Star Trek are mostly positive. Captain Picard said he loved it. Jonathan Frakes <laughs> loved it. Shatner has a quote about it, but it's so Shatner that I you can't tell. It's like poetry. If it's positive it's or poetry. not. You it's don't nice know poetry. It's bad. How okay, you guys probably know this. How well did this do in the box office when it uh, we did some numbers in an early episode. It essentially RJ crunched some numbers. It essentially was very successful. It doubled its budget in the box office. It so did like, well. They so, had a budget and the ending box office was double that budget, so they at least did a, it was a positive thing for the, they box, made money. For the studio, for it sure. It did make money, and I was reading again earlier in an IGN 
story with uh, one of the writers that it was a bit of a sleeper hit. It was a word of mouth. The writer in particular said that he thought the way it was presented in the previews was kind of misleading. No one really knew what to expect. They either thought it was a big epic space adventure mm-hmm. or like an airplane style spoof right. of mm-hmm. Star Trek where it wasn't really either one of those things. It's a good mix. Yeah, it was a mix yeah. of somewhere in between. So it was a bit of a word of mouth hit, a bit of yeah. a sleeper hit. I mean, from watching the preview like 20 times and never actually seeing the movie... I kind of was expecting like a mate, like a total silly spoof, mm-hmm. like a total like Muppets in yeah. space. Do you ever remember like the pigs in space? Exactly. Yeah. Muppets, in pigs in space. space. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was expecting, but with, you know, Sigourney Weaver's boobs. Okay, so yeah. this is weird. Did Tim Allen actually get, was he wearing his costume or did they have like a suit for him when he got on board? I feel like he had a suit. They, well, they're like, here, okay, get one so of our yeah, uniforms, and the rest, there, everyone he, else wore their costumes. Everyone else wore their costume when but he had his, right, but right. The he second had, he had they went back, they gave, he, he had a, must a, have a had legit a, suit. Yeah. I was kind of bummed that, like, they didn't give the whole crew like a nice a suit. Yeah. Because wouldn't they all, they would love the crew just as much as, like, Tim Allen's character, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It seems like they didn't care as much about the rest as they should have to yeah. me. Well, I think that was part of the joke that it always goes back to, to him. Tim Allen. Yeah, yeah that was uh, kind of the joke within the joke. But also, yeah. maybe they was like they were in like the hole of the ship, and they were like, "I guess we just get rid of these." <laughs> like, and oh, they yeah, had yeah. all the rest of them ready. Yeah, but they were like, "Oh, they're all they're, wearing they're their already uniforms. wearing their oh, the costumes." Yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. Okay. Backup. They had backups. Sure. They had backups. <laughs> That's how right. I like to think of. They it. had backups for him, but you know what? Damn it. They had stuff to they do. Had, they didn't have time. They had a warlord yeah. to deal with. Yeah. Right. There was a lot going on. Uh, what else do you guys notice about the movie? Yeah, Dennis, did with you have your, any notes? With your notes. Oh, okay, well, back to those. The, what were the spheres called? Beryllium. Uh, b- beryllium. Beryllium spheres. Okay, this is strange. If this is the, the energy source of their spaceship, why did they only have one on board? Yeah, I thought it was <laughs> yeah. Weird, Wouldn't so. they have, and especially it's like at the planet, however far away, it's like, well, Stock some of those things, yeah. maybe two more. Yeah, at least, they weren't at very least big. One. Tim like Allen raised that tire. question. You know, yeah. just have more. Right. I don't mean to spend too much time on the brilliant sphere, but just from what you said, so they don't have an extra on board. They find this planet they know nothing about. Right. So their brilliant sphere source is somewhere else. There's yeah. another planet where they're mining <laughs> yeah. beryllium. Or the merchant right. that. Beryllium's it's just smart enough to go to that planet first and right. sell them a, a yeah. sphere. It's probably just like crude oil in space, beryllium It could spheres. be. It could be a crude oil thing. Like every yeah. planet has a little bit of beryllium spheres just rolling around. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah. Just they just have right. to get super lucky every time they find a beryllium sphere and just hope that when they're out in space, they're going to come across a planet that happens to have an energy Or source. like it just comes in different like shapes or something yeah you know, but why would sources. you're right why would they not have a spare nothing tire else on the ship yeah yeah, yeah. great point also, it's, it's great, brand great new point. guys come on and this is what i thought was strange too this seemed like a movie to where at the end one of these actors would have decided to stay in this space universe instead of going back home to create mm-hmm. the show i was like i was like okay who's gonna be the dude who's gonna be like you know what this is much better than my life back Instead, home. Instead, they take a Thermian home. I know, with them. I know. Yeah. I, yeah, I was thinking Quan's that. Role, yeah. I was thinking that they maybe Tim Allen would have stayed and been like, yeah. you know what? I'm like an alcoholic dude. It's washed yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I could really do something out here. In yeah, space. do some. some That's good. what I thought. That's how he seemed like in the beginning. Certainly, I mm-hmm. really thought yeah. something was going to happen like that. And but. he was the, he's the only character that fully embraced. He his loved it right away. He loved it. Yeah. That was one of my notes. I actually said Tim Allen was super sure that he didn't just get like that. Wasn't just part of his like drunk hungover dream. <laughs> was that he went to space? Did you write super sure? I now? wrote super sure in <laughs> Tim my Allen, notes. Tim Allen was super, super sure. sure. It's and real. I underlined super. <laughs> he was. Because, he gets sold real yeah, quick. Yeah, he came. 
came back and was like, guys, I'm positive this just happened. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm positive yeah. I was just in a goo thing. Shot through space. 100% right. positive that yeah. this occurred. Right. I'm a Hollywood well, actor who's experienced in probably in like psychedelic drugs and yeah. stuff. <laughs> I but, like the uh, view. This one's real. I like the the view. The, the reason they all came back is that half of it's a throwback to like the William Shatners and the fact that they you know, they were troubled by their success with Star Trek. Like they didn't like it, mm-hmm. but in the end they kind of come around to the sure. fact that that's what made them and they appreciate it. So I like to view the end of their adventure when they start the new show, they embrace, they, they're like, I'm proud of this show. So I'm back mm-hmm. because now I feel confident and yeah. I'm, I'm okay with this career that I've built. And hopefully mm-hmm. this will poison the, uh, the society, another society in space. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, keep spreading uh, yeah. the fake false r- word of Galaxy Quest. Well, speaking of them coming back and starting a new television show, a reboot, I don't know if you guys are aware, but... Since Am- you don't listen to the podcast, yeah. you don't know anything about this. <laughs> Amazon TV, Amazon Prime, Prime, has supposedly, allegedly, picked up a new Galaxy Quest reboot for a potential TV series They're, they're developing Amazon. a show. So, what wow. I'd like to do now, you guys think about this for a second is if you had to recast the Galaxy Quest TV show mm. in 2015, what actors are you looking at? What kind of stories are they going to be telling? Is there a budget for these actors or anybody? No, anybody, okay. Dennis. Okay. Can I anybody, not Dennis. pick anyone that's like actually in the new Star Trek movies? Like, Can I not say Chris Pine? You can pick Chris Pine. Okay. I think that'd be a really funny choice. This is a little, this little segment, <laughs> really funny choice. Little segment called... My name is Jason Nesmith. I am a... Actor. We're all actors. PJ, who would you cast if you had to choose? Who would you cast or who do you think could actually be cast? I just quickly wrote down my thoughts here. I'm thinking it'd be a nice wrinkle for the captain to be played by Justin Long. I like that. We discussed this. Good call. Uh, I good also call. thought Zach Efron would be a good captain. Ooh, I had him on my list. <laughs> yeah. I had him on my list as the communications officer. Oh, okay. okay. Our list okay. Had to have I, I think he has the right amount of like too. Shatner kind of He's kind of like Chris Pine esque. Yeah, yeah. I crossed off Chris Pine as well. You know what? Real quick, when you say Justin Long is the captain, I was thinking another mm-hmm. character that could pull off that Justin Long character that might work now would be Michael Sarah. Yeah, the new Justin Long. He'd be the new Justin Long character. He'd be the new Justin Long. Long. He'd be the uh, new gotcha. nerd. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I like that. Okay, Justin Long, Captain Michael Sarah comes in. Fanboy places the fanboy nerd. So, Proceed, PJ. Okay, so I, I don't know what you call Sigourney Weaver's character. I wrote down girl because she's the only like female. She's besides, you got to have a female. female. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Well, anyways, uh, I thought Topanga. I don't know what her real name. Is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what her real Daniel official. Daniel, Daniel official. I'm sorry. That'd be great. Um, and then just for boob's sake, I thought Megan Fox would be a pretty good fit. <laughs> well, to play that character. Yeah, that's what I mean. Because, you know, it's, it's it's a requirement, I guess. For Spock, I thought uh, kind of like... <laughs> uh, what's his name again? Dr. Uh, Dr. Alex Lazarus. Lazarus. Dr. La- Lazarus. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I thought Daniel Radcliffe would be good. He looked, Ooh, he looked good with, some, good. with a weird skull. Man, I did not think of that one. That's, that's a good great. one. The pilot, I hate to stick to the racial themes, but I thought Michael B. Jordan would make a good uh, pilot. He's yeah, real good. He's got some uh, charisma. He yeah, funny as well. and he looked like he seems like a kind of good a guy who would be like bewildered by the controls yeah. and do a good job. Do a good job. Yeah, being baffled by that. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Stoner monk. I thought uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is the should have been the real names on the casting for Stoner monk. I think. By the way, I I I was actually really. It took me a while to figure out that guy's character because I just expected him to be monk. Yeah, the yeah. whole movie, like to be nervous yeah, but like yeah. precise. Yeah, and so to be the opposite, yeah. it just took me a while. But anyway, you know the guy from Cabin in the Woods who's like the last guy. Yeah, 
I thought he would be a good like new... the nerdy guy. Yeah, uh, shit, I can't think of his What's name his, right now. I don't know his name. Uh, he's in a lot of cool stuff. He's in Dollhouse. Yeah, um, I, I couldn't a... think of his name in time, but for uh, a Malthazar type character, I thought uh, the triumphant re- return of Tom Green. that's awesome would be would be really good real good triumph uh and then i just thought of some some bad guys i think alan rickman being a a bad person would be (laughs) that's pretty good entertaining (laughs) isn't that creepy but i like i like doing alan rickman voice so i apologize for that but yeah i thought him coming back as a bad guy would be kind of cool like in super disguise super disguise and you don't highly intelligent yeah only the, the people who like film podcasts about or record podcasts <laughs> yeah. about Galaxy Quest would, would recognize yeah. it. I'd like yeah. to see a story where it turns him into. Uh, and then also, I just I'd like to see Gary Oldman as a bad guy. Yeah, Gary. Yeah, he Shit. could play any of those. Yeah, roles. basically, yeah, exactly. Anything, including Have Alan Rickman and Gary Oldman, been in any movies together? It seems like they would cancel each other out. I don't know how that works. Oh, uh, yeah. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Uh, They're both in Harry Potter. Oh, they the, are uh, both in Harry Potter. Yeah. Prisoner of Azkaban. So that's pretty much my whole list. That's my dream. That was really, my dream. really, Dennis, uh, Dennis, you got any? Really well thought oh, out. Yeah. I'm stressed. Yeah, that was a good job, that's by good. the way. That's Can good. you follow that, Dennis? I don't think so. Well, what do you got? <laughs> <laughs> no. So I did mine in, in more of like a little fantasy world because I don't think this would ever happen. But And I don't know the ages of these actors either. I don't know if it's current or like, mm. you know, mm-hmm. 10, 15 right, years right. ago. Captain Daniel Day Lewis. What? Wow. <laughs> and I'm talking like there will be blood kind of thing. He'd be a great captain. Wouldn't that though, be right? great if he just was like, yeah. He'd be a really cool really captain. Sure. I always love him. That's amazing. It's one of my favorite yeah. movies, Galaxy yeah. Quest. Um, Daniel Day Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> Chief of Security, old Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> That's wow. actually current Arnold, which I think would be super funny. Are you just listing actors at this point? <laughs> I was going to say, I thought you said you couldn't fault. These are all fantastic. Yeah, but I mean, like, yeah. you know, he's this is right definitely dream cast. Yeah. yeah. Yep. It's basically expendable. But I th- yeah, it's turning into <laughs> an expendable <laughs> film. Expendables um, yeah. Oh, this is a good one. And I'm kind of modeling this after, like, you know, classic, the classic Star Trek cast. Um, mm-hmm. The Doctor, Steve Buscemi. <laughs> yeah, he would be such He'd a good, really like, good. Bones kind of uh, uh, actor. Yeah. And I think Will Wheaton should come back for the engineer just because, you know, he's he's bored. He's probably not doing anything right he now. He does some web shows. He's doing stuff. He needs some... But he I would love I would he needs some love it if he was in this show. I would play the first officer, <laughs> <laughs> the science first officer, officer so yes, I thought no. I'd be cast as that, which would be... It's I did it. I'd buy that. I, that's fine. His, his name credit would have like six S's yeah. in it. Yeah. It's just, it's just me. That is. I didn't get a female character. I couldn't think of one. <laughs> I swear to God. No one is worthy. I swear to God, I couldn't think of a female character to okay. do that right now. Well, Classic Dennis. Classic I just Dennis. couldn't do it. No girls on that cast. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. But we got Daniel Day Lewis. Boys, he's over. worked with Topanga before. Uh, I, I ran, believe, out, of, I so ran out of time. Well. I still can't. Like, what are some? What's a cool? You like, just want us to name a female actress. <laughs> just one. Any, any female actress. Dennis says Dennis doesn't know a single female actress. Dennis has not only never seen Galaxy Quest, he's never seen a movie right. before. <laughs> well, uh, no movies with female actresses in this. What, uh, Some of the ones we have. Give me a like, female actress right now. We, what's we, the, wait, wait, wait. What's the last movie you saw other than Galaxy Quest? It's a movie called The Visit by M. Night Shyamalan. Oh, dude. Okay, well, that's that a bad though. example. I was going to say, who's the girl in that movie? <laughs> well, who's the girl in the no, Terminator? The, you just watched no, Terminator. No, uh, the, the Visit actually would be a great character. It's the oh, girl, it's uh, uh, what's, uh, oh, Haley. What's her name? Classic. From uh, Step Brothers. She's on Parks and, and Rec. Parks and Rec. The, oh, the mom? Catherine Hahn. Oh, no, no. She was, she's not a good actress. What? Oh, you don't like her? I no, she wasn't great. good. No, she's no, an amazing like actress. The movie was awful, by the way. 
I also liked the movie. Did you like it? Did you like it? I enjoyed it. If we're sticking with Parks and Rec, though, could we put Aubrey Plaza in there? Yeah. So some of the ones we have, like Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, Aubrey Plaza would be great. I did think of this actress, but I couldn't remember her name. She was a chicken Malcolm in the middle, and then she did some Lost episodes. Yeah, I know you're talking about Alex and Lost. The daughter of oh, the, the French daughter. woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know her name, but she'd that's be a, a good. Cut. She's really. It's cool. a de- I don't know. Where, yeah, <laughs> I just thought of that. You from can't Boss. name a single actress, yeah. and that's what you come up with. Alex from Lost. <laughs> <laughs> Is it a good one or not? Yeah, no, I think that's a good. It's one. a good one. That's yeah. a good one. Alex R- Danielle Rousseau's. Yeah, yeah. Alex yeah. Rousseau from Lost. Yeah. She's one of the only well, female go. actresses out there. If I if I know, yeah, she's the only one. I think that's it. Well, she's the, well, she's the best. It's I would her say. and then whoever else has been named so far from those like ten episodes of Lost she was on. <laughs> yeah. Who's your favorite character from the movie today? Yeah, who'd you Just connect pick, with? Pick most? somebody. I would have to say that Mathazar was my favorite. Is that okay. am I saying that correctly? Yeah, Mathazar, Ma- leader, Ma- leader of the Thermians. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mathazar was definitely my favorite. I can't really say why. He's just. Uh, Don't worry. He's we, just a wonderful. Yeah, yeah, I figure yeah, you guys get he's it. Fun. Yeah, he's we my favorite. Uh, followed sl- closely by Stoner Monk. Dennis, it's Tim Allen, man. Yeah, come yeah, on, he's fucking. That is correct. <laughs> that is the correct answer. You, you win a shot of he's, bourbon. He's <laughs> phenomenal. He's yeah, a perfect, like egotistical, yeah. you know, actor. He nails that. He's role, just awesome. No doubt about it. Cool. Uh, one more little follow-up. I'm always curious because we we love this movie, but it's one of those we saw it when it first came out back in the day slowly grew to love it and appreciate it more and more but what would be maybe like an adventure comedy that you grew up with or even something you kind of saw back in the day that you would still watch you know over and over quite a some bit other examples really with? for the three of us are definitely speed mm. demolition man okay what's your galaxy quest what's your galaxy quest the first movie that comes to mind is actually muppet treasure island love it correct um, answer wow yeah which is a movie that i have seen you know, probably upwards of 50 times. And I do notice something new every time. And I would totally devote a podcast <laughs> to it. <laughs> so, Waiting for it. Yeah. We're well, we, have, channel, we do want to do a network. So, okay. Sold. All right. Good. Done. Um, and then, as far as like more serious movies, I guess other than Speed, I, I'm, speed I'm at a loss. Two. You can yeah. just say Speed. <laughs> yeah. Speed 2? Anything. For, no, Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible. Oh, the first one? Say, yeah. Answer. So, if we're sticking cool. with Tom Cruise movies, yeah. Correct. Uh, definitely. Uh, cool. Yeah. That's Followed closely by The Peacemaker with George Clooney. <laughs> that was one we grew up <laughs> with on VHS. I've got the, I've I've got the previews that. memorized before oh. uh, Peacemaker. Nicole Kidman, right? Yes, that, that was, was with Nicole Kidman and George Clooney, and I think Bruce uh, Willis. Or is that's no, another movie. That was the Siege. The Siege. Dennis, I'm gonna say Waterworld. Wow, you are correct, correct sir. Answer. <laughs> correct answer. Followed by there's so by many Bruce good lines Man. from Waterworld, like a turd that won't flow. There's so <laughs> many good lines from Waterworld. Dennis Hopper. R.I.P.? Yeah. R.I.P. No, that's a correct R. answer. In fact, that was on TV the other day, and I watched a bit of it. It's pretty good. It kinda, I don't think it you can do It kind of doesn't that. hold up as I don't well. think oh, you no, can no, watch no. a bit of it. It's no, like that's when thing I committed to uh, Shawshank Redemption's on hours. TV. It, you just watch the whole thing. Some other like adventure action slash comedies from back in the day we used to always talk about was like Goonies, yep. like Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. the ones that have a lot of action and adventure, but also humor is a Big Trouble part. in Little China. Big Trouble in Little China. It's one of the best, but it's almost. I feel like that's almost too obvious and good. It's uh, just too good. I'm serious. Too I feel good. like that's that, that too good incredible. that you can't even. Put anything that in with the Kurt list. Russell, probably. Anything yeah. with Kurt Russell. Yeah. With yeah. Kurt Russell. Soldier. Yeah. Soldiers. Soldier is amazing. Soldier is really okay. Good. Trouble in Little China kind of set the template. I feel like for what the what the perfect action comedy adventure movie is. 
Can I can I make a, a suggestion Man. that goes outside of that genre? This one, this movie was made in the, uh, I believe the. This movie was made, I believe, in like the late two thousands. Have any of you guys seen The Marine with uh, John Cena? John Cena? We, no, we've I had this discussion. Yeah, I know we've had it. And I, I'm I think, due because yeah. I have not seen it. Uh, we got to watch it <laughs> as a group. It's everything you could possibly want in a movie to laugh about and scrutinize. Oh. Um, what does John Cena do? So, he's a wrestler, right? Back well, in yeah, day. in real life? No, yeah, he's yeah. still a oh, wrestler. Oh, in the movie, I thought He's he also meant. a Marine. But yeah, in the movie, he basically just takes vengeance on these bad guys who kidnap his wife. It's like if Taken were like 90 times more over the top. So, so Taken 2. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, it sounds more like Taken 3. <laughs> right. There was another movie similar to The Marine that I also never saw called Firestorm with Howie Long. Mm-hmm. I never quite saw that one, but that was one that was always a preview on VHS tapes growing totally. up. Totally, where would he, see chucks all the time. The, he, he chucks the he chucks the axe <laughs> in the fire, the it water that's on fire, right? Yeah, it goes slow mo like, spinning. Yeah, and yeah. he's like in a pool of water John that's on Cena fire. Is yeah, the fire starter. We must you guys be know. watching this. <laughs> the movie. twist is he started the fire. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the always thing. I never saw it, but. Is that movie about him fighting a fire <laughs> with, like, with yeah. his fists and like, I have fighting, no idea. fighting a yeah. fire? My guess is it's similar to the movie Daylight with Sylvester Stallone That's where it's like awesome a natural movie. disaster, but mm. there's somehow. villains somehow involved, like villains captured the in, tunnels the, collapsing, in the tunnel but there's collapsing. also terrorists yeah. So inside. I would assume in, in Firestorm there's a fire, but within the forest fire, no, a bunch fire, of ex-cons get loose. Guy, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have anything else you want to hit from your list? Or I'm, I'm going to wrap it up. Tim Allen's left-handed. I did not notice I that. I noticed that right away. Dennis, are you left-handed? I'm left-handed. I'm left-handed, too. I noticed that right away you about what? you, but not about Tim Allen. I did. I noticed it about Tim Allen first, and then you afterwards, but... Oh, wow. We always know each other. <laughs> Dennis has a note. It just says, Tim Allen dead. So, yeah, this is a this is a dark theory that I had when I watched the movie. That mm. So, the scene when he's at his house, and he just realizes that he's all washed up and shit. He drinks that scotch... And he ODs, okay? He, he drinks and himself to And he dies. Uh, and he just, and his brain is dying. Just, and he imagines this awesome yeah. thing where, which is probably the most plausible explanation of the film. Yeah. <laughs> right. To be honest that's with you, most, I feel like that's the most that's realistic, the most realistic explanation. Is, yep. Yeah. He died and that... The rest is just his imagination. It's just his brain. Yeah. Everything. I think this is the beginning yeah. of the everything quest, after he wakes up. I'm sorry, it's dark, but I feel like <laughs> that's the most realistic outcome of this film. PJ, you got some scribbles. Don't explain them. Yeah, I'm just going to go rapid fire here. Uh, Monk plus Snape. Dwight Schrute went away. Monk stoner figured he'd be Monk. Chompers. Nothing (laughs) else. (laughs) Might have already been dead, judging by their tone. I believe that's a reference to the fact that that it wasn't Tim Allen's fault that the entire race was destroyed. The Thermian genocide. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) Thermian genocide. Okay. Illyrium's fear is real. Yeah. Mark. Game of Thrones character names: Tyrion Targaryen, Alan Rickman impression. That's yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> he wrote That's the impression. Good, I want to make sure I bust that out. Yeah, remind himself to do it. That was fantastic. Thank you guys so much for being our guests. Thanks, You're the guys. first guests on the show that have not seen a movie, yes. and oh you answered God. the questions all correctly, specifically <laughs> with the answer Waterworld. We're going to end with the Galaxy Quest haiku, but first. We're out on your computers. We're infiltrating each one. So make sure you check us out on Facebook at BGH Podcast. Twitter is at BGH POD, BGH Pod. Tumblr is uh, bghpodcast.tumblr.com. We also have an email address, which, if you haven't been listening to the last few things, is BGH Podcast at gmail.com. We are also on podbean.com and iTunes. If you're on either, feel free to subscribe, review, binge listen. 
make some gifts for us. GIF, not GIFT. Uh, we'd also like mm. to thank our sponsor, Alex. Could you thank our sponsor for the Quick uh, podcast? Quick shout-out to Old Style, Evan Williams Whiskey since 1783, and this blue Bic lighter, as well as the Wexford ballpoint pen. Ending our show today with a haiku is our guest, PJ Thompson. It was a grand quest. Excited for more viewings. Belirium Sphere. Never give up. Never surrender. Don't forget to buy the Galaxy Quest 2!